Hi, everybody. We just saw Thor Revelation, uh, Redemption, uh, Ravioli. No, Ragnarok. There we go. Thor Ragnarok. A lot of R titles and a lot of things. It gets a little confusing sometimes. My little baby brain can't keep up. Wow, that joke was almost good enough for me to end our friendship. <laughs> what the fuck was Just like the friendship between Revelation? Loki and Thor in Thor Ragnarok. Coming to theaters soon. I'm just disappointed in you right now. I'm disappointed in a lot of things, and surprisingly not too disappointed in Thor Ragnarok. That was an alright movie. It was... I am lukewarm on it. I will not. I saw say it's you good. laughing in a movie. Yeah, I will a not. Lot. I will not say it's good, which but is I will like not never happened, bad. ever. Yeah. There were some funny <laughs> moments. There were some genuinely. It might funny be the moments. funniest Marvel movie. But you know what? I will say here's here's my hot take. Thor Ragnarok had a lot of funny moments. It didn't need any of the serious ones. Which serious ones are we talking about specifically? Literally any of them. You like, just want it to be a comedy in space? You choose your battles. Either you're Guardians of the Galaxy or you're not. Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't just have funny moments. But they do the serious moments seriously. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok didn't. It tried to do serious moments and then went, ha ha ha. It does have like, like a tone problem. It's like, don't do that. Just pick a, pick a side. Because I don't, I don't have a problem with either. Just pick one though. There are a few tone issues because yeah, like uh, Guardians like... When it's time for Rocket Raccoon to get way too real at the bar and stuff like that, yeah, they're usually not making you laugh. But like the scene in this movie, spoilers by the way, spoiler cast, obviously, the scene in here where Odin dies opens up with like I was falling for thirty minutes, and also multiple hijinks with portals and funny scenes all around it. And I, I'm like, uh, I was Odin, thinking, uh, didn't your dad just die? And then they're like, we're sad now. And I'm like, but you were like. We just did like a hundred jokes in the last like five minutes. Yeah, it's almost like they wanted to joke you up before the serious stuff happened. Like, and but then they wanted to joke you up after it too, so that way you didn't feel too serious. But like, I, my thing, the thing that really made me upset was the ending of the movie, where like the basically fucking Asgard is destroyed, and like after it's destroyed, he's like, well, as long as the foundations are there, then yeah, we they're can telling make jokes it. about the destruction yeah. of Asgard, and, I was like, and I'm like, this is not the I was like, best what time. What the fuck are you? Do just let me experience the fact that a giant city planet is being destroyed. Like, let there, me just experience sensed, that. Yeah, I sensed a restraint problem where they knew how to make scenes funny. Yeah. So they never, and they didn't know when they might want to not do that. So they just always had a <laughs> they, backup, they never but they never cut the backup out. Like every scene has jokes. Like, yeah. there's a scene where Thor's eye gets cut out, and it's alongside, like, jokey one-liners. Like, the villain is telling, saying one-liners while literally, like, permanently mutilating the main character of a trilogy I don't even know franchise. how... I'll be honest with you, how did he lose his eye? She swung her sword. So she, did like, she, did a like, backhand swing and got him across the eye. cut it out? Because it looked like he got burnt, like, uh... I'm guessing it's, sh uh, like, Unshun Andalu, like, straight up, like, slicing up eyeballs. But, like, it... It happened in a way where he, she just, like, did a backhand to him, and then all of a sudden he had, like, a burnt scar, and he had no eyeball. And I was like, did you, like... I think what happened... Was it Zuko? Did you become Zuko, where someone, like, firebended your she, face? I think she literally ruptured her, her his eyeball, and it, like, sprayed out everywhere. Is that what that's supposed to be? out of it. And I, but they did it in, like, a censored-ish cartoony way, where it's just his just, eye is just vaguely, yeah, but he like, have a hole bloody anymore. and black. He just yeah. has, like, it's like a... It's covered over, which is weird. Because yeah. when they do zoom ins on him, it's just like, oh, it's healed already, and I'm like, what the what the fuck? How is it just skin there? It should be a hole, like a gaping hole. Like eyes, I, I there is. They, it was just kind of 
It was silly. Yeah. It did. I like. It I was would, a. It was a cartoonish. Yeah. Wound. I. I don't think. I. That kind of kind of confused me. I was like. I, I think they. I think they went way overboard with a big splotch on his eye to try to hide the gore aspect of it because that might be the kind of gore that pushes it into our yeah. rating the other thing a straight I, up like cutting an eye apart well like i didn't need to see the eye apart like you could have just done the stereotypical like anime thing where you like cut closed like, eye with yeah. blood tears yeah basically you like you you have blood running down your face and your eye is closed and you just assume oh well i guess it's gone like you didn't need to do this thing where it looks like you like your eye like one part of your eye is on fire where you're like i have the flames coming out of my eye it it just looks weird. Oh, he did have the anime thing where it looks like it's got like a like a dark power awakening. Yeah, like it looks eye, like it, so his one like, eye is I, gonna be like a weird dark crater. I was actually waiting for his eye because I didn't know if the eye was confirmed gone forever. So yeah. I was like waiting for when he was doing was his thunder powers sure, to like I was see a blue sure dot. It was because they were clearly setting him up as like Thor is gone and you're and all the responsibilities you on you now. Yeah, yeah Odin's gone. So, so all the responsibility is on you. So now you're going to very literally take up his uh, visual aesthetic. Also, the like so the, the those were that was the one thing I hated was the jokes. The joking thing was like you need to pick a side. Either it's too, always the jokes, the jokes themselves or, were fun. No, the it's jo- just that yeah. they mi- they mix with the drama they, poorly at times. Yeah, I was just like, I don't why just come on pick a yeah. side. But the other thing I hated was that I don't maybe it's just me. Every fucking costume looked fake. It looked terrible. Like, all of the costumes, for some reason, just looked very... They looked like cosplayers I'd see at a convention. It was weird. They almost didn't feel finished, for some hmm. reason. Like, especially Valkyrie Girl's costume. I was like, is that just styrofoam? I, I don't... I think I, I, what's part of it is that it's uh, it's such a bright movie. Maybe that's and what And I feel is. like shadows hide how dumb superhero looks in every movie. That, like, superheroes kind of look silly, I think, generally. Yeah. But they're often, like, a little... The movies are often a little brownish or a little darker, and this is like the most brightly colored movie we've seen so far. It is very bright. Like, it's bright even compared to other Marvel movies. I don't think they ever get this weirdly, like, bright and colorful. I think uh, the ending segment of Doctor Strange... No. Because, like, the developers... uh, Not the developers. The uh, director seems to be, like, explicitly going for, like, those, like... Those Flash Gordon serials and like old sci-fi with like the droning like synth notes and everything, which yeah. they literally do at one point because there's a part did. like uh, for a huge chunk of the movie that's not happening, but out of nowhere there's a part where like we have literally have like a Valkyrie stabbing spaceships with a sword and like synth notes start playing like yeah. it's like like it's one of our uh, like that new popular subsection of video games where there's the the 80s retro synth video games like yeah. Hyperlight Drifter and everything like that. Like the soundtrack goes straight there for a while, and uh, I think the color aesthetic was trying to go for that. In particular, I noticed that the Thor Ragnarok logo at the end of the movie was just covered in rainbows. Yeah, like, like uh, they were they were they're very color. Even the poster, color here. The poster was like bright yellow and orange and green, and like the city that they hang out in, the junk city, is, like, blue and orange, and then they, like, had the Hulk parade, so it was all green, and it was like, yeah. my God, there's so much color, just, I, my eyes. <laughs> I like the color, and I didn't really have much issue with the costumes, no, generally. I, the costumes, uh, just, I don't know, like, I saw the Valkyrie girls, like, The main the person that struck me as odd was actually the Maybe. secondary henchman of Jeff Goldblum. Oh. She looks slightly odd in her costume for some reason, and yeah. I also was like, are you the girl from, are you the one from Orange is the New Black? I can't. Hell? Also, the main villain looked kind of 
dumb with her hella? helmet on. Uh, yeah, Hella. Hella. She looked hella. hella dumb. She looked hella dumb. She's but, called Hell, isn't she? No, she's called Hella. No, but like she's supposed to call, be called Hell, I think. Just H E L. No, I don't, I don't think she's supposed to be called Hell. Is I she? Don't, yeah. I named my character in Dragon's Dogma after her. <laughs> like, I, the, but uh, that might be, I don't know. It's like that might be the. That might be like the goddess of the underworld or something. I don't know if Hell and Hella are different people. I think Hella is the goddess of the underworld. I, it's confusing because I have to. I would have to remember, like Thor mythology, and that is yeah. such a pile of confusing shit. Well, and, I'm just. I'm just thinking real life. Oh, in real life, it's, yeah. I uh, took a Norse mythology class, and I'm like, I know who Hell is. Isn't Hella just Hell? But they called yeah. her that for some reason. Is yeah. she called that in Thor? Yeah, she's called that. In Thor. Oh, I don't know why. But they think that people get confused by someone just being called Hell. Uh, I think because they didn't with, want religious with, with stuff. One, with one L. Disney's not very religious. It's one L. It's not spelled the same as hell. It's close <laughs> enough that parents would go, oh my word. I can't have oh my, my child God. saying hell. So Hella's okay, though. Gonna have Kate Blanchett as Hella. It, she looks so She's dumb Hella in her like, Or, I'm sorry, she <laughs> looks so dumb in her helmet. Her, yeah. Everything else looks She looks looks better okay. without the helmet. Yeah, she looked amazing without yeah. the helmet. But she, with, like, she with the helmet. She shows up and she looks fine, and then her helmet, she goes, blah, 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 and their helmet looks like super CG and like super fake looking. And I'm like, why do you keep bringing that back? It doesn't look It doesn't look good because it, it's one of those things it, where it I think. Me of, in, you, did you see Suicide Squad? No. Do you know what the Enchantress looks like in her two forms? Yes. Because that's weird, right? The yeah. Enchantress looks actually neat in her, like, Covered, in, yeah, covered in, in grease costume. or whatever the hell costume. Yeah. Then they're like, she suddenly turns into like the childlike prin- the yeah the childlike princess from Never Ending Story for the rest <laughs> of the movie, and then that's the villain. I'm like, yeah. what? Why? Why'd you do that? Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, she also had she was really hamming it up. Yeah. Oh my god! Like she made so many weird face like faces, and I was kind of confused if this was like on purpose or if she like was awkward in front of the camera, which I know she's not because she's the fucking award winning Yeah, she's an award winning <laughs> actress. But she was like make she was talking to people. She's like And I say she's and I was expect, like Whoa. she's expected to do a lot of silly things. Like they have a scene where she pushes over the uh, infinity gauntlet. It's like fake. And, like she's going through like judging all of Odin's uh, little toys and ju- and jewels. Technically and they're things. all like Thor's because he's the one who brings them in. Yeah. Odin just it's like it's Odin's vault of Thor's knickknacks. Ooh, let's talk about plot holes and weird inconsistencies and stuff like that. First of all, okay, if you have the magical fire that ends your entire town, your entire world, and then you have the throne, the exact, the crown that causes that to happen, you maybe don't put them in the same room. Like we went down into the underworld and we captured the crown, and it's gonna end. It causes Ragnarok. We better make that not happen. I know. I'll put it next to it. And then just leave it. Well, okay. So that anyone that hey. has access to that room could just be like, hey, what are the... Well, there first, we go. <laughs> first off, uh, one, that They room don't have is... an off-site vault somewhere? No, no, it's... They only have the planet, but... Uh, they can just pick any other planet that's not... That no one knows about because they can teleport anywhere with their magic teleportation so- sword. Well, they also toned it down and because... And make that their magical planet where they stick shit that, that shouldn't be next to the, the fire. Well, if you remember <laughs> correctly from the second Thor movie... They had like an actual vault. Oh, the one that the that, love interest character magically got to somehow yes. because reasons. Yeah, because they had to come up with because she only had a purpose in the first movie, 
And they, so they had to make up a purpose for her to be in the second movie because they tried to keep her in the movies. Which so I, she like this time they just kind of immediately teleports in. They definitely just were like, okay, we can't keep doing that. That's no, they're hard. like, we broke up. Which I think they also said last time Thor showed up. Like I think they've said multiple times now yeah. that she's not in the picture anymore. Which I think is it's I I I'm okay. I don't personally need to see her every yeah. Thor movie. I don't feel like you need to overly explain that to the audience. But that's just. Me. I'm glad they didn't. In a lot of ways, this movie's this movie didn't repeat the mistakes the second movie made. Yes, because the first movie, everything about it, like I actually really like the first Thor movie. I'm generally happy with how it handles. Uh, the it, it, it's it's one of the better examples of the whole like fish out of water comedy of like the superpowered guy making stupid mistakes constantly and yeah, everyone loves the fucking smash the drink and say another and like we don't that's not how this works here, bro. <laughs> we got to do uh, one of those. It set up him as being the comedy guy in a relatively effective way while also being a decent story arc and everything like that for yeah. him uh, re- uh, re- redeem- redeeming himself in the eyes of his father and everything like that which is this arc that's finished in this movie when he literally replaces his father as when his father is gone as his father says which you is, are both which great is a, sons it's a story arc that's how it's supposed to go yeah. but but uh the second movie was like you know what we'll do we'll put it on earth again and you know what we'll do? We'll bring that back the love interest girl again for some reason even though she has nothing to do now because he's already figured out his himself so she's got the pepper pots problem where like she doesn't really necessarily have stuff to do in a lot of these plots because that her storyline's kind of resolved but they usually know better than to overuse pepper pots for that reason yeah they're like oh yeah pepper pots story is kind of resolved she'll just show up at the beginning and end a little bit probably in certain like movies she did because Spider-Man. yeah because she, she just, is there she she exists as a character but she's not here to yeah. be a character she, in the movie yeah just like, like how the guy that was spider-man's handler is a reoccurring character in the, yeah. in the series and i think he's also the director of some of the iron man movies i think that might be the same guy wait it's like the actual i think he's actually director? the director what the fuck i think that's i think he's an actor director that's but... even a better joke of why he kept calling him and he wasn't answering his calls yeah but uh, that guy, uh, it's like a needy actor. Like that guy, that guy's uh, amount of showing up at per- from movie to movie varies based on whether or not he actually has shit to do. But Thor you know two who- was like, we're gonna go to Earth just because it's easy to film there, and we're gonna bring back her because she's in the last one, even though yeah. we don't have plans for her. So she'll magically teleport to the plot device. Well, she exists because her job, like they, it's almost like they had to write the story around her job so that way they'd have just- an excuse for her to be there. Yeah, which is weird. But whatever. Thor the Dark World was a weird mess, kind of. But this is not that. This is Ragnarok. No. And it was not a not a mess. It was just... The, and, the, and when I say that it didn't repeat the mistakes, one of the big things was finally a Thor movie that's in space. Yeah. We only had to get two Guardians movies to prove to them that they could do that. <laughs> like, they were afraid. That, that is weird. It does feel like they... Because like Thor the Dark movie... World was before both Guardians movies. That's yes. how long ago it was. Yeah, but, but it feels like they were being constrained on themselves. They were like, we need to stick to the realms. Just, just, just like other planets, but you don't travel through space. You just take the bridge, and it's okay. But this time they were like, nope, everything's crazy. Spaceships and Fuck blah, blah, blah. It. Neon spaceships yeah. and synth notes and swords. It was all over the Gonna place. Gonna talk to some rock people. So what? We got... So, I... We've got for, a lot of cameos. A lot of people just show up. Yep. Uh, um, for me, uh, this movie was a good example. Uh, not a good, what was I saying? This movie was like a trailer for me to check out this director's stuff. Oh. Because I've been why I've been, people keep recommending uh, what we do in the shadows, and I still haven't seen it. You've heard of it too. A I've heard of bit. it. People keep recommending it. This this is the same director. I'm like, oh, okay, so he's got this comedy shit figured out apparently. Uh, what I'm what I'm noticing here is that it seems like there's a trend with Marvel 
which is that they'll uh when they decide to cut loose and have a movie take place in space they just hand it off to a weird like kind of indie develop uh, indie director that just they just take a risk on it and just make something weird happen it's one of those like it, we're almost too big to fail so we might as well take the risk of giving it to somebody kind of not seen as yeah. someone i would let handle such a big property but it seems like the but... moment it's in space that's like well this is going to be the weird one anyway so let's just see what happens yeah. cuz like uh the list of directors there's some good direct there's some really interesting directors here and there in the Marvel universe but they're usually kind of safe ones at that like Spike Jones or something it's <laughs> like was it Spike Jones that did Iron Man 3 and stuff I think so yeah like there's they're usually not that all over the place like oh you made that other you look at you look, you made another movie that's starring the same lead actor that, that the Iron Man movies have yeah. what a risk uh but they took the they took the director that made Slither and had him make both Guardians movies. And Slither's a weird fucking movie. I mean, it worked though. Slither's a movie where at some point in the film, a woman that's been missing for a while appears to be a giant blob that's just a gargantuan, like, barn-filling sack of flesh that's completely an uh, incubator for, like, a thousand little worms inside her body. Like, that's the kind of movie Slither was. And, she, and he made the Guardians movies. And like this, they took the guy that made the vampire mockumentary comedy movie and had him do the third Thor movie. I mean, it's yeah, it it's a weird risk. I think it worked out. I'm always happy better. to see them try. Yeah, like, risk that at all because it it makes the best movies. It's weird. I I will say it's weird though because the um, if only they had let Joss Whedon, not Joss Whedon, if only they let Edgar Wright do what he wanted with his movie. Instead of being pricks about it, well, maybe Ant Man would have been remembered for more than three months. Well, I mean, because we we have trouble remembering it happened already, right? Yeah, I don't fucking Ant Man. All I can tell you is he can shrink. I don't remember what else happened in that movie. He shrank. <laughs> he ran through some like we ran through some like ground. He, he did like the Honey I Shrunk the Kids se- sequence. Yeah, he was running outside and they were like monsters. Right. What, were you, what were you talking about though with the um, Ragnarok? With with Ragnarok, I think one of the I, I I would be very curious to be a fly on the wall and see if maybe there was some kind of conversation about hey you should watch the two Guardian movies first and get a <laughs> feel for what we want because there were a lot of things that I saw that I felt like like trashy like, spaceship that a freelancer yeah, flies around in yeah and then you have the other one which is the like uh, Jackson Pollock painting like in here. the very ending of the movie. Uh, fight sequence had like musical cues to it that was like an iconic yes. 80s music and I was like why are you doing this this is not Thor. message to all directors slash and studio heads that just make these decisions which I don't even know if the directors can make these decisions fucking stop using immigrant song I'm so tired yeah. of immigrant song what I get it it I yeah they nailed it that's a cool song those that one vocal with the ah like yes it's very eerie <laughs> sounding Guess what? You're a multi-billion dollar corporation. Maybe you could fucking commission the actual rock artists that exist right now to make a song for your movie. Yeah, it's but that it's isn't not fucking immigrant song again. It's not iconic. they used immigrant. Not only, not only did they use immigrant song twice, twice they in the same it, movie. They did it in the beginning too, didn't they? That's what I mean by twice. That's all they, I'm just confirming with yeah, you. They, they used, did it in the beginning. They, and they, yeah, they, did they it opened with Immigrant okay. Song when he was fighting in Not Hell. I'm just trying to remember if against I was the it? Ragnarok man. <laughs> and then they fu- then they used Immigrant Song again when he unlocks his Thor powers at the end. But they also kind of did it again in the middle. 
when Thor was being ca- was captured and he wakes up on the glass and he's like, where am I? And then she just electrocutes him again. And then you have the scene of, of them flying towards yeah. like, through the city. The background like like electronic music thing is, I don't know what's, what to call it. If it's like a light motif or the right or the same chord progression or whatever the fuck. Because I'm bad at music terms. But immediately I'm, I'm listening to that. I'm like, they're doing Immigrant Song again. Like it wasn't it wasn't a clip from Immigrant Song. It was a, an original music piece that was using the same riff as so it's using the same melody song. Like it was like in the background. And I'm like, are you doing it again? I didn't. I actually didn't notice it because I was. It, I think it, at the it moment it really stood out to me. I'm like, what? Yeah. Let the song go. <laughs> no. Let the song go. It's, it's so old and it's in so many things. And I, frankly, it was better when they used it for uh, was it uh, Karen O. And uh, Karen O from the Yaya Yaz and Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails got together and made a cover of it for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Did they? Yeah. The, the Why song... was that song in Girl with the Dragon? Yeah. Stop using that like, song. Like, but like that, like it's, it's it's used a lot recently, even. But also, like that cover was at least something new and different to yeah, go with it. It sounds Cause it's because it's the Yaya Yaz vocalist doing that stuff and everything like that. And I'm like, this this fucking fetish they have for this song. It's like this song. It's always this song and that one, uh, is it a Rolling Stones song or the one that has the amazing, like, is it horns or what the fuck is it? There's one other overly epic song that they always go back to and it's Immigrant Song and the other one. Oh. That has like, and it has like a riff that's only in the beginning of the song. Yeah. And they only use that part every time, like, to hype up their movie and like trailers and shit like that. You know what I'm talking about? Stairway to Heaven? No, no. Remember when that was a problem too? <laughs> there, there's, there. It's one that everyone would recognize immediately, but I'm bad yeah. at remembering the name for everything all the time. God, they're just, but, uh, yeah, they're that. That I'm was just, kind uh, of annoying. all I could think was like, just there's so much original music in this thing. Why was can't this there? be original they also music? Ripped off the Willy Wonka song. Oh God! Like, <laughs> there's didn't... so many times where I was like, "Can you guys just make a soundtrack? <laughs> What's happening? Why is this so hard for you?" There was a certain element of like. Cause like, cause, cause there were there were a lot of genuine laughs throughout this whole movie, and yeah, but like, yeah, there's such a weird warped reality brought on by this director, and one of the weirdest moments was the fact that like, like that scene was already neat because it has a really odd side scrolling camera. Yeah, that was like a weird surrealist like visual, thing. Yeah, visually it was and great. It was doing the creepy like you're about to meet the cho- the chosen one, the director, the great, the bringer of all things, or whatever the fuck yeah. narration that was going on was like so surreal and creepy and amusing and everything. But then they just start playing one of the song from one of my favorite Willy Wonka scenes. And just, just going, fucking yeah, thrown in there. Because it just did the same thing, which was going down the tunnel and then yeah. they're showing like terrifying things. And I think they straight up imply... they straight up used the scene from Willy yeah. Wonka, more or less, because he's going in a tunnel that gets creepier as it goes on. And they play the song from Willy Wonka from the tunnel. And I'm like, what is I was actually more confused because like don't you have access to like It's a Small World? That would have just been <laughs> such a funnier song. I'm just like, why does this planet have Willy Wonka music? <laughs> yeah, that was... Well, I think That's the, the biggest question. I don't think the music is supposed to actually be happening. I think that music was supposed no. to canonically be in-universe, and if that's that, the confusing if that's part. in-universe, it's even more immigrant upsetting. Because Immigrant Song is a soundtrack song. Yeah. But I think the Willy Wonka song was supposed to actually be in the movie that they, and was being heard by I mean, Thor and that just raises new questions. That's just so confusing. <laughs> that raises so many questions. I mean on the bright on the on the upside his reaction at the end of the whole thing was like genuine cuz yeah it was like Jeff Goldblum at the end. 
Yeah. And that is like the most terrifying thing to see at the end of a tunnel. I had like one other thing to raise, which is that like, yeah, I find it annoying that the relic was next to the thing it had to go into. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, the other weird conv- like thing that's like, it's not even like, I don't know if I'd even call it a plot hole. It's just something that struck me as weird and kept striking me as weird throughout the movie is that uh, when they fall out of the Bifrost summoning beam or whatever they're calling it and they end up in this planet together, Loki and Thor, Loki fell out of the beam slightly earlier than Thor did, like 10 seconds earlier than Thor did, and they establish that he's been there for weeks and that so it's like a time dilation thing it's like yeah they they that's a reoccurring thing in a lot of different time travel things it's like that that was even like the finale of doctor who this season was a uh, was that exact system yeah uh the idea of like uh if you get into something slightly different times because of the time is moving so much faster inside the thing way more time passes but as far as i could tell that was like a weird lampshade or whatever, whatever we call it. Like it was just like a hand wave attempted at explaining why Loki is in deep with the people there. Yeah, it but, didn't make much sense. Did, and they didn't. Other than that, they don't bring it up again, because for the rest of the movie, I'm like, oh, so time's moving faster for Thor and Loki, right? But when they're cutting back and forth between what's happening in Asgard and what's happening on not Asgard, I, I can't keep up with the names. I'm sorry. It's a lot. Do you some, know it? Some some Alia, Gold Bloomium. So it was like not it started, Somalia. It started with an it's not S. Somalia. It was like eh. the it, Gold Bloom planet. It was like uh, sa- Savior or Sal. They keep cutting like sa- Salvager. When you look at the scenes and actions happening on the Gold Bloom planet and on Asgard, it feels like they're happening at the same speed. Yeah, the entire movie. Well, they are because like I thought that what was going to happen is that the time dilation was going to allow Loki and Thor to go through this lo- this grand adventure and character arcs and all this other shit. And then still arrive back in Asgard within hours of Hela getting there, and be like, "Oh well, we're gonna oh. we're gonna trip up your shit." But instead, that uh, there's like seemingly days or weeks of like uh, Heimdall holding a resistance and like and like shepherding people off to save them and all this stuff, like seeming for seemingly for a long time. It wasn't. No, I think it was like over the course of. Like, are we like, supposed to think it was, it was the, course the course of the of day? Week. No, I think it was, like, over the course of a week. Yeah, and how long were we supposed to think that Thor was in that place? Because it seemed like it, he'd gotten one fight. Well, he was there long enough to get in one scheduled fight total? He had to have been there for two days at least. Because he, he got there during the day, the fight was at night, well, the, he the, passed the out, woke up the next Thor day. The issue is that Thor was supposed to be there way longer. No, Loki. Because Thor and Loki. Well, Loki got there weeks ahead of him, which means, like, I guess Loki was there for That's weeks, the thing, is, like, Loki was there... But... Loki got there moments before... Like, Loki got fell out of the beam moments before, but yeah. was there for weeks. But then Thor is seemingly there for only a week or so. And yet... When they arrive, and, Hela's already basically destroyed and yet, the like, it's, it's just, city. It was just weird that they introduced this plot, this time dilation plot point. But then Hela seem, Hela's timeline seems to be at the exact same pace as Thor's, almost as if the movie was not constructed around that concept at all, and it was only introduced late in the writing process to explain how Loki's in deep. Yeah. But, which is seems pointless, because Loki being in deep 
change nothing. doesn't really affect the story too much. Oh, it's just off-screen shit where he's like, I got, I got in enough just, yeah. to get the codes for the door. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, did you, yeah, could like, you I, just use trickery to get the codes for the door? And see, and he probably did, which is like, he doesn't need to be in deep with them to be able yeah. to steal stuff. He's good at that already. Yeah. I was he like, could do that fuck? from the outside. He could have just, yeah. And it, uh, so like, it was like, they introduced this distracting plot device that was just like buzzing away in the back of my no, head the whole movie they did and it. it didn't fit the rest of the movie the it's it, it the, bothered me so much another thing to bounce off of or to uh pack on top of that is i am really utterly confused by why the fuck or whoever the fuck built that system the frost bridge the bifrost the bifrost whoever built that is an idiot because you just hey put a beam on the ground and just anything can come through it <laughs> they just bring her because yep. they they go they go through they bring it. her because because they have because uh, she just walks in it they, no... they have whatever the opposite is of all these sci-fi horror movies that have like quarantine procedures yeah <laughs> like and it happened twice yeah one with the dragon where it, it just it cut happens the head twice off the dragon because they uh, they very carefully have set up and pay off for everything yeah. in this movie like you can't say that the movie is you usually can't say the movie's haphazardly structured. Like you can have plot points that are plot that seem like plot holes on an individual basis, but on a structural level, the movie's thought out. Yeah, I mean they showed you ahead like, of time that yeah, that's they, what they the did, portal does, yeah. so you knew that was going to happen. They did the dragon thing specifically to set up how yeah. hell was going to get but, there. But I'm still confused of why you the, would set that up that way, anyways. Yeah, like that is such a, a bad system. It's a weird choice, and <laughs> I, I don't know if it was ever established that it worked that way in any other movie either. No, because remember they they took off. I think I if I remember correctly, they took Thor off of the. The, the frost planet and the frost people didn't just come barreling through with him i was like what why and how you... big is the beam because like she wasn't near them so like did she charge into it was it just like a long Keith, thing they could chase can, her into I, she can literally summon knives indefinitely i don't know what she can do with her life yeah there's a lot of things by the way uh best power ever earlier yes. said you were waiting for something like something that, that that that's sprung to mind for me was like uh the, the moment that hulk was fighting fenrir i'm like oh wolf's gonna chain him like the moment that happened, I'm like, oh, okay, where's the chains gonna come in? Like it actually, to the point where it actually kind of bothered me when that didn't happen. Oh, because like that's his one story. That's like the one story the wolf has is the one where he gets covered in chains and that thing where like the other guy's uh, arm is in his mouth or something. Yeah, and it's and the, it's like a they, because because uh, Norse mythology stories are so dumb that a lot of them are like bets basically. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, they were like, "I'm gonna cover you in all these chains," and like, it was like, "Sure, but if I can't break free, I'm gonna bite your arm off." And then he couldn't break free, so he bit his arm off, and that's basically the story of Fenrir, uh, <laughs> the giant wolf. Some dude lost his arm. Uh, so I didn't think that was gonna happen. Yeah, like because it's, in dark it's like it's really hard to explain and it's kind of stupid. And also, Fenrir doesn't talk in this movie; he's just a giant wolf. Uh, yeah, he which, is literally which just a looks giant wolf. fucking awesome. It did look uh, pretty good. And I'm like, the uh, the moment he shows up, I'm like. Hulk's gonna fight that. Yeah, Hulk's gonna fight that. I knew that immediately. And immediately, I'm like, but "Yay, Hulk's fighting it!" But they had a funny joke where it fucking he just kills he just, himself. <laughs> he kills himself. Bruce Banner. He can't get angry fucking, fast enough. Yeah, he slams into the pavement and just is like seemingly just dead. And eventually, Hulk wakes up out of that, which is it was it was effectively funny, but also like really undercuts the character drama of like Bruce Banner choosing to actually become Hulk again yeah. when it might cost him his entire humanity which it's he, like it, it's kind of a cheap gag to do that's like maybe not the right time to do a gag what, but I mean he kind of also I don't know I, I I think that was supposed to be the point was him jumping off was like I give up I'm yeah. done with it because like he does he does not turn back to Bruce Banner the rest of the movie 
Like, in a movie that has so many chains all the time. Yeah. Like, so many... Like, it starts with chains. It starts with... Yeah, it literally opens with Thor in chains, and there's multiple scenes, I think, with Loki in chains, and so many people spend time in chains in this movie. I'm like, how did this movie not end with Fenrir in chains, the one character from Thor's universe that actually gets chained? Yeah. <laughs> Instead, he's just a wolf that falls off the island that is it's, space, space yeah, island. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Turtles all the way down on a giant space turtle and what's under that's like, another turtle how does the water regenerate turtles <laughs> that fucking... it's a really that uh, realm makes no sense no it doesn't but i just you just accept it because it's got the rainbow bridge and whatnot it's the but god the, planet the, even though it's supposed to be in space yeah it's also supposed to be like the heaven for norsemen it's it's odd because it's like but it but people still die there i really appreciated uh i really appreciated hulk's like uh, eight-year-old boy, like gi- like giant eight-year-old boy play playhouse r- room that's oh, full of yeah. like everything like an eight-year-old boy would want, and like really horrible painting patterns and like garish bright colors, and his fucking like jaw of a dragon bed and shit. Like he's got like a race yeah. car. He's got like the he's got the dragon equivalent of race car bed. Yeah, it's like Lightning McQueen, except it's a dragon mouth. Rawr, and he th- and like he's just such a child, and it's like it's perfect. It's perfect for the like the, for the first movie where Hulk talks. It is, but it also isn't because it's it's frustrating because yes, there is a there's like that there's that thing of right, like you said, it's the first time Hulk talks, but because it doesn't happen so often, because the only time you see Hulk is usually like Bruce Banner going like, "Dar, I need to be the Hulk, girl." Yeah. Like Hulk isn't like an idiot. He's not a mentally stunted child. He just is always enraged. So when he is talking and he just says Hulk smash, it's because he's so angry he cannot communicate. But when Hulk is not infuriated and he's just Hulk, he is a very well-spoken and like not intelligent. I would say he's a very tactical, very yeah. Like he, I think he has to develop though. He does. He doesn't because in, in Planet Hulk he just shows up and he's like, "Where the hell am I?" And well, I, th- like, I think they're going the route of him developing well, though. Yeah, because they, he said before now he said what a word. Yeah. Like, I think he might have said a word once before as Hulk, and now he's, like, actually a person as opposed to a rage missile. Yeah. So he's progressing. But, yeah, he gets his race car bed movement and moment and stuff like that. Yeah. Or the, the silly bullshit. And, and I mean, there were... I will say that it it was smart enough to throw enough jokes that when the ones that didn't land didn't land because there, there were, were a lot so that many didn't... that something else yeah. would land because like the joke about hulk being naked and like oh that's burning into my brain is like okay that's not funny and then but the like the scene where he throws the ball against the window and it hits him in the face is like that was really good <laughs> so like you have you can like you can because he's literally doing his one-liner yeah. of like and that's what heroes do but instead and that's what yeah, like, and he just he, like because he thinks he's gonna break the glass, and but just it's not decks him in the face. But it's not a deck to the face. It's like he like falls to the ground. Yes. Like he like it's just like he just because he threw it so hard yeah. that it takes him down when it comes back because he's so not ready for it. And that's another because he thinks he's in suave mode. That's the thing. It's another payoff too because in the background it just shows Hulk throwing it. Yeah, and if Hulk can throw that thing and it can bounce back, it's like. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna come back and smack you in the face if you're not yeah. careful. Well, it's because like, he thought it was gonna go through the yeah, window. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. And it but it's almost like... did because the window's busted up, but it wasn't enough. 
But yeah, also, yeah, the fact that Hulk just plays wall ball in his yeah. room because he just screws around all day. And, but it's, I'm saying, it's like, if it's str- <laughs> if Hulk can throw it at the wall and it's strong enough to not break the wall in half, like, yeah. you should probably be ahead of, like, be aware that maybe some things in this room are meant to be stronger. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the joke pays off because some jokes do not. Um, and that's a good idea because there were a lot of times I didn't laugh and I was disappointed. Uh, but then there were a lot of other times that I did laugh. I, en- I really got a kick out of... Uh... Thor trying to do Black Widow's calm down Hulk thing. Yeah. And it was like, I'm like, this isn't going to work. This isn't, and like, this didn't work at all. No. This didn't work at all. <laughs> Just grabs him. I did like, I, I enjoyed Bruce Banner uh, being a- around on the planet. Yeah, running, like, running around on an alien planet yeah. in a Duran Duran shirt. And he's basically just like freaking out and... The uh and the whole time Thor's just like be calm because he's like stop doing that it's not doing <laughs> it's anything. not helping at all yeah it's not helping the at sunset, all sunset sunsetting sunset yeah. <laughs> it's like he doesn't understand at all yeah he doesn't get what it. to do and also there's a moment what what uh Thor has to lie like he fucks with both versions of Hulk trying like no I don't like the other guy I like you yeah. like you're the better one like to both of them because yeah. <laughs> he's like so caught between them there's a lot of fun moments and it, it reminds me of how like Chris Hemsworth was like. Like the first thing I remember him being in, uh, besides Thor, as like as far as like filming time goes, was like uh, Cabin in the Woods. Okay, I never seen it. So, like he has a history of being in these in, in playing or the like being up for these like comedy roles and stuff like that. Yeah, more. and then it uh, felt like a lot of these takes it, were bloopers. it worked a lot. <laughs> there was I, one I, of them was you could see one of them was because which one was it when he when he, when Thor's sitting on the bed and talking to Hulk. Like, and it's like, they're like, he says something to Hulk where he's like, it's like a serious moment. He does say like something kind of serious. Oh, the fire yeah, thing. Yeah. About the yeah. fire thing. And Hulk's Which, like, but you're like, smoldering I fire. I and Hulk, and like Thor laughs about I it. I was and trying like, so scene. hard not to laugh like out loud in the theater because no one else was really laughing that much. But yeah. that one really got me. Yeah, it was good. When he was like. It's like, like, it's like, I, like I am like fire and you are like water. It's like, well, we're, we're both like fire. Yes, but I am big fire and stuff like that it's like, it's like it, yeah you are just, like smoldering fire it's yeah. like he starts doing straight up like uh drax lines basically yeah and it's like oh fuck but but it, like it happens and you could see you could see like a break of character because that like, like chris hemsworth is like really he, yeah, smiling he genuinely laughs and, about like, it like, yeah it's it makes hard, him laugh it, there's a line where it's hard to tell for sure if he's uh being like uh-huh yeah you know but no like doing yeah. that thing or if he's just actually just laughing at the line yeah because i think because it seems like he might be laughing because i don't it might have just been whoever was presenting it like i because that's the thing it, it's hulk so hulk doesn't exist so whoever's sitting there giving the lines to chris hemworth yeah when he's saying it maybe he just laughed by the way the guy re- like said it yeah. he's like you like smoking anything and then chris was like what this is stupid i don't know it just it caught me off guard because like i don't was that legitimate laughter? Like, you, it shouldn't be here? Or was that, like, part of the scene? Because it looked almost like you laughed too much. Because he just had this reaction where he's like, he's like, huh, and he's like, <laughs> like, he did the, like, oops, I laughed too much. I got a kick out of uh, Hulk trying to fight Ragnarok. Because, oh, yeah, he just jumps. But big monster. <laughs> he's like, Hulk, stop for once in your life. <laughs> he just, like, punches Ragnarok, and Ragnarok's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, God. There's a, lot, there's a lot of good moments. It's really the... It's like all the fun comedy stuff was like a lot of it was really good. It's just whenever it's trying. uh, It's like the movie has a competent. It has a competent narrative arc in there. Yeah. Like for the character arc of what happens to Thor. 
But individual scenes that set up that in particular are often the weakest parts of the movie. Yes. With easily the worst scene of the movie, I think, being the one with Odin. Where, like, Anthony Hopkins just seems tired and, like, he doesn't want to be here anymore. Like, four years ago. Grandpa ag- Hopkins. <laughs> he was quoted four years ago saying, yeah, I'm dead. I'm not in the next movies. Two was enough for me. But, like, he said he wasn't in many more Thor movies four years ago. But here he is for, like... One well, for one lo- scene. On a, a one, yeah, a one location. No, two character. scenes. Yeah, he's right. There for two scenes. Right. One is to say he's, like he's he's because because yeah. he, the char- the actor has to play the scene that's not actually him. But but they were smart about it and they made him do it at one time because he's yeah. wearing the same outfit. He's in the same location. They like that was why they did that whole thing in that location because they're like we're gonna do everything here. No, I'm when, and no, then he's gonna what, leave. No, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about the other time being uh, when Loki's pretending to be him. Oh yeah, that Anthony Hopkins does to do, do that part. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that that scene that only I already knew what was happening. I guess everyone already knows what's happening as long as you watch the post credit scenes. Yeah, that the, the main interesting thing well, about Ragnarok that scene, also kind of tries to nudge at you by it. He's like. Odin's not yeah. in, in like if you watch, but like if you watch the post credit scene for Thor: Dark World, which I had to be reminded of on Facebook a while ago, and that just that's the only reason I would have remembered the Loki it. Co- cover thing. Yeah, there's a reveal at the end that yeah. that Odin's currently Loki. Yeah, and uh, but that was four years ago in the mo- one of the more forgettable was, uh, uh, Avengers movies out up, there. That led up to another funny scene. I but, love that where they were in front of the retirement community. He's like, "Did you leave him here on the sidewalk or the building that's being destroyed?" <laughs> <laughs> and then like Loki's explaining, and he just falls through a hole, and he looks down, and he like taps the card, and he's like, "Loki," <laughs> like as if Loki would just turn into a card for some reason. That really got me. <laughs> that got me so good when a spiral on the like the Doctor Strange spiral shows up under Loki and sucks him into the floor, and there's a card that's left there. Uh, to say where Loki is, where to find Loki. Yeah. Because it's an invitation from Doctor Strange to deal with the situation. And, uh, because he doesn't want Loki on the planet for obvious reasons. And he's just like tapping, he's just like with his, with his umbrella that's a disguised, the, the disguised Mjolnir. He's just like tapping on this card like, yeah. Loki? Like he's gonna come out? There's a lot of physical comedy movie moments yeah. that really got me in this movie. Like it's, and, that, and and physical comedy gets me so infrequently is what surprised me. Yeah, that's that's like for uh, me it's verbal jokes that often get me because the visual physical comedy is so often like oh the fat guy fell over isn't that funny? It if it's done well physical comedy is my favorite comedy. Yeah, but it's never done well so it's never my favorite comedy. Like everything <laughs> like I I had so, I, I had fun with uh, Doctor Strange for his two minutes of screen time. Yeah, which they sure advertised the shit out of in the trailers. Like, he's going to be a fucking Doctor Strange crossover movie. Yeah. He's in the movie for two minutes. But it was funny. Yeah, because uh, he keeps teleporting around and Thor's not prepared. Like, so he keeps he's slamming into stuff. He's trying to drink beer stuff. and he's like slamming and into the book. He's just like rolling down the stairs. Like, what the fuck? But my favorite moment was that Loki is like, Loki shows up and he has his line of like, I was falling for 30 minutes. But the, but specifically the funny part was like, he's like, oh, done with this. It's like, because then and he, it's revealed in that moment, like, not only is that that because he already he already summoned the portal, but he reveals there that he can just move the portal. He's like, "Yeah, I'm fucking done with you." He does like the the equivalent of like in Portal when the portal's on a moving thing and you just like slam it into the wall. Like you have to go in it. Like just yeah. get rid of this. Well, shit. because Loki was like being threatening to him, and he's like, "You think you're a real magician?" He's like, "And goodbye." And he just like <laughs> kicks them out. <laughs> it's it's a great moment of uh, Loki just being swiftly outsmarted by a similar character. Yeah, in a way. Because by was, his very nature, Doctor Strange kind of has to be similar, at least in his methods, if not for his reasons. Yeah. Because it's, it's just how they work. And it's a fun care. I mean, it was a fun cameo. 
I want to see more Doctor Strange, but I think didn't Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch say he doesn't want to do it anymore or something? Really? <laughs> <laughs> like fucking. Come I heard on. there was some kind of deal problem after that movie. Like he doesn't want to be in it anymore. I don't know. I thought he said. I thought he just like. I thought it was more of a. I don't have the time because I'm so important. I'm so important. He being is smog. like He is pretty important. He's in a lot of stuff all the time, and people clamor to have him and stuff. So, like, trying to get time to be like, hey, could you be in this really, like, long, intricate Marvel Universe thing? And he's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it's a lot of commitment. Which, I don't know how commitments with Disney work. I, they're probably scary and very long. Uh, That's why everyone's waiting to get their characters killed in Infinity War. It's gonna be a bloodbath. Fake. <laughs> I'm just telling you, audience, right now, I'm pretty sure Infinity War is going to be a bloodbath and a bunch of characters are going to die because, like, people's contracts come up. That's the real reason. No, like, like it's, uh... Like, I, I just think of, like, Sonequa Martin-Green. Uh, is that, she, like, the, is that the post-credits thing? Is that they have, like, all of the... People's all contracts the come up and you gotta, you gotta get rid of the characters, basically. No, like, I'm that's saying, just like, what happens. Is it gonna be the post-credits? They have, like, it's kind of like the shawarma scene where it was, like, too real, almost. Where they have, they just have this room. <laughs> they have like the in a, the Avengers building. They just have an assembly room, and it has all these chairs, and all the Avenger people are sitting in it. And they're like, Captain America, renew, decline. Okay, you're out of here. Like, <laughs> and they just go through all of the characters, oh, which ones no. they want to renew their contracts. <laughs> like that's because like that's the like we we can we can make fun of the drama and everything, but like really like one the main things to care about in these movies often is the fun stuff because the drama can only go so many ways. And part of that is the fact that like these characters are on contracts where their, yeah. their lifespan is determined by that kind of stuff in many ways. Yep. And that's frustrating. Cause like, I think of Sneakwa Martin green cause she's, she's the current lead actress on Star Trek discovery. And she was in walking dead as one of the main characters. And the moment it was announced that she's going to be the lead role in Star Trek Discovery. It's like, oh, isn't that interesting? There's a finale coming up. I wonder what happens to her character in Walking Dead. Almost might there might be an entire episode dedicated specifically to getting rid of that character because the actor's not available anymore. Yeah. Like that kind of thing always it's, starts to have happen. And it's like, like yeah. people's contracts of like, I, hey, I've been Tony Stark for ten years and stuff like that. Like all these different actors are just going to transition away. So like Infinity War is going to kill so many people. If not kill them, the it's going to decommission them. Yeah. Which I think will be the, the important part is that I don't think they're going to literally kill off Thor and Captain America and Iron Man. They might get I think they're war machined. I think they're basically <laughs> yeah, I think they're basically going to like pass on the torch. Like basically do the pepper pots thing where it's like, I'm not here anymore. Goodbye. And they just kind of like take off and then that's it's somebody Vision, else's responsibility. Vision has to die at the beginning, right? Yeah. He's like an infinity stone just like, that's a character that's, like... Well, Vision, he doesn't die. He just lives without it. Does he? More or less, yeah. That'd, that'd be really lame if Thanos is like, I'm just gonna pluck that away and not kill you. Well, it doesn't... <laughs> well, it does kill him, but then he just gets brought back. Oh, because... Because comics. Yes. Thanks, comics. I my... <laughs> I mean, what can he say? I... I will say so. Another thing about Thor, like whenever the drama rings false in these movies, I have to think back to like the fact that like also the drama rings false in the source material. Yeah, because nothing matters ever. No, because uh, is it's... Wolverine still dead at least, or is he back now? What? Wolverine died at some point. Oh, I think it's been like a year. 
Uh, he is still just, dead. Okay. They haven't reset the universe yet. So I'm like, um, fucking let something matter, please. He is gonna come back though. They're gonna re- they're gonna do a reboot of everything. I think with the like. Uh, I think this is why like I cloister off to my safe haven of reading Walking Dead comics is that Walking Dead won't bring somebody back from the dead. <laughs> well, they do. They do it literally every day on the show. Besides the zombies, hey, some characters came back as zombies. He did a joke, everybody, <laughs> right here in front of everyone. <laughs> and this is why you have other jokes, because when jokes like that happen at Thor Ragnarok and they're not funny, you want another one to recoup right, from that loss. Talk about what you're trying to talk about. <laughs> I'm really upset that the main character, that the main villain, is so fucking broken, but no one had to deal with it. You mean like how none of the main characters have to deal with like the five thousand knives? She just summons knives indefinitely. Yeah, she there's... took out an armada of people by just going like this a lot, and knives kept coming out. There is a certain sense of like it. It it reminds me explicit like directly of Men in Black Three. You see Men in Black Three? I have. But there was a big burly weird monster they got from space, and he shot dart knife bone fragments oh, at people. Oh yes, yes. And yes. so for the first like seventy five percent of the movie, every time he's in the room with anybody, they immediately get darted to death. Yes. Like he's the most lethal thing in the history of the franchise. But the moment he's in a scene with uh, J and K, are they? Is that the names? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jk. Jk. Uh, like suddenly he's really ineffectual and shitty. Yeah, and he's like, and like, it, it brings me back to that, that goddamn hero throw. Did I tell you about that already on the previous podcast yeah. or not? Which is like the part where like you're a protagonist, man. So even though I kill everyone who enters my range, my my range, I'm just gonna throw you seven times. Yeah, it's it is that comic book stereotypical like I can't kill you, so I'm just gonna push you around a bit. Yeah, but it's it it's just confusing me because. I don't get what the limits of her power is because if yeah. she does not have any, she is it's, literally it's just a very strong plot armor. She's just like beyond broken. It's, she came out of the water with giant never, spikes. She never met Thor before. No, so like she has no feelings for <sighs> Thor and Loki, but she won't just kill them. No, she won't for some reason. Like I would have preferred, even if though they she man- was willing to kick them out of the fucking thing. Like I would have been, I would have preferred if they like. Had some kind of story construct instead where, like, they did know each other and they were just lied to about what happened to her. Yeah. Because then at least they'd have a history and that might explain why she's not killing them, like, immediately. But she kills, like, so many people instantly. People that she probably actually knew. Because, like, they're all immortal and shit. So, like, a lot of those people were probably actually No, all the people she knew are buried. Are they? All of them? Yeah, all of them. Literally, the entire kingdom was replaced by different people besides Odin? Because all the other people aren't gods. Only the gods get to live forever. Oh, weird. Yeah, like Odin, her, Loki, Thor. What about the the merry band of very dead characters now? They're all dead now. What? Which ones? All of Thor's friends that are very dead now. Which the movie just kind of hand waves like that, not like they don't, they don't seem oh, to care those, very much about those that. People. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, they're all established they're, as being Thor's besties. They're gone. Except where's Lady Sif? Dead. It was always redhead, Asian guy, other guy that doesn't stand out as much. Heimdall's not part of the group. He's just a memorable character. And then yeah, there's Lady Sif. And I'm like, where's Lady Sif? I think she's dead. No. Lady Sif was in Dark World, and she was also in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes that were the tie-in follow-up for Dark World. So she was still alive after Dark World. She's dead now. Did she die in, like, did she show up in, like, Ultron or something and die? Like, has she been in another Avengers movie? Not that I'm aware of, no. And she doesn't die on screen in this movie. I'm like, what happened to Lady Sif? She was, like, the most prominent one of the side characters from Thor's little entourage. 
I don't and know. And she just vanished? I guess she's just So the Asian gone. guy could have his big last stand? Yeah. Where he also just gets kind of... Like, at least he got a scene. Everyone else was like... Like, the bearded dude just gets, like, one shot. And I'm like, he didn't get a... Did he even say something in this movie? No. I'm like, he didn't... This is like the merry band of characters from the fucking first movie that like yeah. are established and they're like just, they're so like haphazardly killed in this just, movie. I'm yeah. like, why? Because the main villain is just like invincible, just beyond invincible. Yeah, she just summoned like she almost took, she could have taken like, down you, Ragnarok if she didn't stay in one place for some reason. Like she only died because she literally kept standing still while he was bringing me, a sword. For from, me, I found like, it weird just because like you think that they would kill them. To mine it for drama, like yeah. oh, it's it's Thor's friends. Or like Thor dead. would come back and be upset about it. Yeah, or something. but they yeah. don't remind they don't remind you they're Thor's friends, and Thor doesn't react to their deaths Thor or seem, even or seem to even find out about their deaths. So I'm like, you could have just as easily just put them with Heimdall in that vault. Yeah. It, in fact, it would have made more sense if more than one person was evacuating the entirety of Asgard. Well, he can see in the future, so it makes more sense. Oh yeah, he, no, he's great at it. Well, he, I don't think he can see the future. I think he can just, he can just see everything at once. Now. Whatever, same difference. He can see now, so he has he has a mini map. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's he's cheating because he's playing a stealth game with a mini map. He's can playing I, he's playing Metal Gear Solid Two with vision cones. <laughs> can I put a, point out another thing that really fucking drives me nuts? What when you take like when they're in the ship? All right, they're in that spaceship and they're trying to they're getting back to Asgard. So they're flying in the ship. They're making their way back to Asgard and they go, "All right, there she is, and there's him, and she's about to reach him." And they and they have a map on the ship that does that. How the fuck does that ship have a map of Asgard? Yes. How? What? Where is that? What is happening? Why did they assume that Talian technology is just like we have Google Maps for the entire universe? Maybe and you can find. You can just track people on it. Maybe Asgard air control tower automatically broadcasts maps for landing. And they just happen to pinpoint locations of every person. Because yes. then why couldn't she <laughs> use that to pinpoint where the sword was? How do you like the Mines of Moria door, by the way? Which she just rips apart. <laughs> Like he goes through this entire thing they of go like go all this process like here's how I open yeah. my door and stuff and like that. And she just goes like knife 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 yeah. knife knife pull. And I was like, like I, how I was like, are huh? You? That was a pointless precaution, I guess. Unless the door was like masking their presence somehow. Uh, like, clearly, unless, it, unless it was clearly it wasn't because she knew exactly where they were. No, they knew where they were because somebody gave up where they were. That was the whole point of the. But how did she find the door? The point of the execution scene. Was that that one guy comes forth and gives up where everyone is, which is like fuck that guy, by the way. Well, also, like, why is he going there? to kill this one lady? I'm going to give away where all the thousands of people are. Why? Why? How did he even know? I'm because wouldn't he about be in too. the underground place? I'm a little confused about these people that apparently know where everyone's hiding but aren't with them. I think he just said that, like that they're... seems to imply a lot of people died in Ragnarok. Then, if a bunch of people are still in the city, no, they but, all got out. Which one? How though? Because those people were killed by the Empress. That entire group was killed by the Empress? I imagine so. She killed literally everyone that wasn't the immortal the army. The execution scene was weird because it seems to establish that a bunch of people are definitely there, still in the city. But then Thor wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have let everyone die? I don't know. Also, it's too, it's too clean and cheaty to do the same Ultron thing again. We're like, but everybody gets to live. Except that one, except Quicksilver. <laughs> except that one guy. Never except forget. shitty Quicksilver that's not as good as X-Men Quicksilver. It it's also confusing because God, he, he was boring as fuck. Quicksilver? Yes. Yeah, whatever. And so he's is, a fun character. So is what's her face too? He's supposed to be a fun character. I forget what her name is. They did more with Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch was still boring as fuck. They did, they, did, they do a lot more with her though, because she's like the main character of Ultron in some ways. Yeah, but she just but like, like Quicksilver is like a background character with two lines, and like it's such a stark difference of interestingness 
between him and the version that they have in the X-Men movies. Yeah. But then but the X-Men movies has that other problem where he's in each movie for five minutes, then disappears again for some reason, which is weird. Yeah. And also he seems to be the same age in each movie, even though they're ten years apart. He's pl- <laughs> it's okay. They're X-Men. They age differently. We the... saw the trailer for Black Panther. Black Panther trailer looks so dumb. I was so mad at it. I'm so confused. One, the music was awful. That was terrible trailer music. I didn't oh, I never Just... explained to you why I was laughing. Why were you laughing? So, I I thought you were si- laughing just because it looked dumb. No, no. Similar topic to X Men. Uh, so the guy that plays Quicksilver in X Men is the the lead actor from American Horror Story. Okay. And so it's just this whole cast of really campy, cheesy actors playing dumb, campy, cheesy show because American Horror Story is silly yeah. and absurd. It's just. Yeah. Uh, one of the most specifically flamboyant and over-the-top and comical and amusing actors on the entire show is playing Black Panther's mom, I think? So when she, so when she showed up, when he, like, landed or whatever, and she was like, yes, my son, or whatever the hell, like, that line, and I laughed. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, it's her. Because, <laughs> like, that's her from... She's so funny and over-the-top, and I can't take her seriously at all in a American Horror Story. But, like, the idea that she's going to be a Black Panther, I'm like, I can't accept this. Like I can take when you get the when you get that woman from House of Cards that's great. Like I can take her seriously in Wonder Woman. Yeah. But you can't take the the lady from I can't deal with the lady from uh American Horror <laughs> from Story. American Horror Story and take I, that seriously. I just so I'm just waiting for seeing what role how much a role she plays in that movie. I was just so well didn't they show scenes of her fighting? I don't know. I lost track because there was a lot going on that was no context. It was. I was confused because every single line that came out of that that trailer was just like, "This will alter the fate of the world," and which, which makes you, which was leading to you asking why Black Panther's yeah, the only hero. Yeah, in the movie. I was like, "Where the fuck is the Avengers?" Like, then? This will affect the entire world, like, and no one else is going to be in this movie. But like, and they're driving through city streets. Is that like in New in Rwanda or wherever the fuck Black Panther is? I think it's Rwanda. Rwanda. Is it? Ru- no, I, it's a made up world. But I think it's, like, it's a made-up city that's in Rwanda that's hidden by, like, a cloak field or something. Why would it be in Rwanda? Rwanda's not a... I think Rwanda's just a... Just a city. I don't think it's a whole... I thought it was a country. country. I don't know. I'm bad at Africa. I'm, anyway, I am I'm, I'm not even to pretend. In any case, in the Savannah, uh, there's a fucking sphere that is invisible, which is the same thing that they did in DC, by the way, for... The Flash and the... It's also the, what they did for the game Abduction that the Mist people made. Because the monkey city in Flash, the gorilla city, thing, like it's an invisible cloak. Did you watch Flash? No, I've read the comics. Oh. It's the same thing. Like, they have an invisible city. You should for watch the, Flash. It's, 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 yeah, it's the, the Justice League trailer really made me want to watch anything involving that shit. That's not the same actor or writers or show. My or man! Continuity. My man! Oh, shit, yeah. My man! <laughs> so, yeah, we saw the trailer for uh, uh, Justice League. <laughs> we saw and... the trailer for, like, three superhero movies in yeah, one the, There was scene. Justice League, there was Black Panther, and there was Star Wars. It's, oh, Star Wars. Two old. of them were Disney-owned properties. Yeah, and the other one was their competitor, but obviously they pay for the advertising anyway. Yeah, yeah, we hear uh, Aquaman say, my man, in the trailer, and I'm like, oh. He says it twice. He says it twice. <laughs> he says it when he's being caught, and I, then he I says joked, it again when he jumps you, on the Batmobile. I joked to you in the theater, like, who, who, told, who told DC they could use color now? Yeah. Because, like, it is so bright in color, the Justice League thing. Yeah. But it looks like it's only, like, being retconned into being colorful after they filmed it already. Because <laughs> it's colorful, but, like, it's not actually colorful. Yeah. Like, the Lego movie is colorful. <laughs> and 
Thor Ragnarok is really fucking colorful it's and mostly, bright. It's mostly colorful. But in a... Until they get to fucking... Asgard, yeah. Asgard. Well, the, the planet that most of the movie takes place on is yeah. colorful. It's got the Wreck-It Ralph thing going Jeff on. Jeff Bloom's planet is colorful. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bloom. Just, Jeff Goldblum's Just Jeff planet. Bloom. <laughs> Just Jeff Bloom. He's, 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 he's lost his gold now. He's got all the other colors in there, too. Uh... He is a character in this one. Uh, But in Justice League, it looks like the movie's just red. (laughs) It's like, well, they. It's like it was originally going to be brown, but they're like, we need color. We'll put a red filter over everything. Now all the brown smoke's red. (laughs) I was like, what is. The whole screen was just red. (laughs) It looks like they're fighting in hell the entire movie. And I I, honestly, it looked like they're just fighting in a building that constantly had the red emergency lights flashing. And I was like, I guess it's just. Just everywhere they go, like there, like there was fight. There were scenes where, uh, like, Cyborg was carrying Aquaman through the air, and it's red. And it's in the just, background. yeah, it's like red clouds above yeah. and below somehow in every direction, and everything's just red. Forever. I was like, that's not how sunsets work. It just looks like the ending of Wonder Woman, where like they cease to be. At some point, Wonder Woman and the other guy just weren't fighting in like an actual location anymore and they yeah. were just fighting in anime backdrops yeah where like the lines and everything are moving oh, like they... it looked like it looks like justice League's just gonna be that but it looks horrible. regardless of the fact thor ragnarok there are a couple there are a few minor problems i had to one uh one another minor problem was i didn't like the rock character after a certain point i thought he was really he kept f- showing up in scenes he shouldn't be showing yes. up in. he should have yes. stayed in the one part of the movie that was, was good in. i like that scene where he was like well i started a revolution but i didn't print enough pamphlets and didn't hand it out to anybody and the only person <laughs> i read it was my mom my stepdad and they didn't like me very much so no, no yeah it's like the only people that showed up were my mom and my stepdad and i hate that guy yeah. <laughs> like i was like oh yeah by the way this place is like a circle but it's not a circle it's like a messed up circle because yeah. like, because uh Thor runs off screen and is immediately on frame. Like he doesn't show up like seconds later, like he ran yeah. in a circle. He's immediately back in frame. Like, what the fuck is this and dimension then, of this room? And then to end that scene, it's which, like Thor which, talking. By the way, I think is them making fun of how like Star Trek shows back in the day were just one hallway set over and over again. Yeah. With like the same yellow ladder the or whatever the hell. Yeah, the infinity. So like I think that like no, we only have this one quarter circle yeah. room. So the moment you leave this room, you're immediately back into the side. Yeah. I also like how that scene ends, which is like uh, Thor uh, talking to Loki, who is just a hologram, and he's just throwing rocks at him. And like as Loki's leaving, the blue guy comes up like, "Ah, get out of here, ghost!" <laughs> and I was like, what? The ghost is gone. Yeah, it's like this character sounds great. I, I hope he just doesn't come back up again. So and then he comes back I, up. Way I'm too gonna much. make a guess here. Yeah, and I, and I think it's a guarantee that I'm okay. right, but I haven't looked it up yet, so I don't know. I'm pretty sure that if we look it up, that actor will have been in one or more of the director's previous movies. I think he's Kevin he's, Hart. Uh, that was not Kevin Hart. Uh, he's he's almost certainly in multiple of his old movies. He might even be in like What We Do in the Shadows or something like he that. He might be, I think. So I've never seen this director's movies before, but he screams director's favorite actor. He's He knows what he's doing. He's, like he, he, know, he, yeah. he knows what he's doing and he's saying it in a way that is very he, familiar to in a sense. Like he's saying it in a way that he's familiar saying lines that way, which makes me feel like he's played a character. He's that comfortable talks like with that. the comedy of the director while also getting a weird amount of emphasis more than you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does have which, a lot more emphasis. Which screams Xandu. Because Xandu, or is it Xandu or Xanadu? Xandu, Xandu, I think. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker is in a lot of the movies made by the guy that made Guardian of the Galaxy and Splice. Yeah. And I mean, I, Splice, Strain, shit. Not Splice. No, yeah, Splice. Is this no? Fuck. 
Slither. Yeah, Slither. Slither. There you go. Uh, that guy uses Michael Rooker a lot. Yeah. So it's not really a, so it, that that explains why Michael Rooker keeps showing up so much in those movies. And by the time you get to uh, Guardians Two, that he's like the third most important character in the movie and has a send off and like has tons of scenes dedicated to him yeah. and like like that stuff going on, like that that stuff that feeling you get from Michael Rooker in those movies reminds me of. Uh, what happens with the rock guy in Thor? I'm like, I think this director actor has some kind of relationship, yeah. and I, I might be totally misreading it, but it sure feels like one of those cases. And, I mean, he that was happens. Good. He genuinely is a good actor. I like all the time he was he really funny. It yeah, just, all the times he, he delivered lines were good. He just it shouldn't just, have been delivering lines over like what's essentially the ending of Star Wars, where everyone's yeah. like standing in front of the window. It's <laughs> like when you're watching Tatooine get blown up, but yeah. then there's somebody making a joke like, "Well, I guess we can't vacation there anymore." <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't fucking what? yeah. Like this movie ends. <laughs> Why would you say that? Like it speaks to the lack of restraint that when that director sometimes just desperately needs to show is that like. This movie ends blatantly with like the scene where like Luke and Leia and R two and C three PO are standing in front of the space window at the yeah. end of the movie, and that's and and through that window is the sight of all of Asgard being destroyed yes. in the literal Ragnarok, and he's making jokes and I'm like, oh, this is no. The only time no, the joke was like the time. the time, like the joke's even actually funny, I think, but it doesn't. It do- doesn't belong at all. I don't know. I think his you joke... Ma- you tell that joke when it's a, some stupid planet in, like, the cold open that you don't care yeah. about. Not when it's Asgard. Yeah, the joke, I think, would have been... I don't know. I still think the joke wasn't all that funny anyways, because it was, like, a weird joke to say, because I don't know you, and you're not a part of this planet. You don't yeah. know how Asgard works. It's just a weird joke all around, but, like, then then the joke that he made after that, like, after that scene's done, we're all still kind of cruising through space, and he... And, like, Thor just asks, like, where to next? And he is like, where is that guy living? He's like, oh, he's dead. I stepped on him. And I was like, that is... That yeah, is, that, that's a wow. Good, that's, they, they, yeah, they, they stacked that joke in, too. Yes. Like, there's there's a lot of jokes from him in that scene that he almost doesn't belong in. Yes. I was like, why is this guy... Get get over him. Go away. Why is he, why is he so important? But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of... So weird. I, I like that character for the one time he shows up. And the rest of the time, I was kind of like... The only other time he was inoffensive was when he was rooting for Thor in the arena. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's normal. That's a normal thing I expect, which is him watching and he goes like, yeah, me and Thor are friends. Thor, Thor, whatever. But like, why was he there forever? Why was he there forever? It's so weird. Like, he even showed up yeah, with the Loki thing and he's like, Loki's like, you guys look like you're in real bad well, need of leadership. Gotta, he's gotta, like, thank you for noticing. I've got a star to give this movie. What? It has good action at the end. Like, the climax has a several different set pieces happening. Yeah. And, like, I'm not talking about, like, what, like, I'm not talking about the idea of, like, mind-blowing, like, choreography, like the fucking, uh, like, uh, the Raid Redemption or something like that. <laughs> That's not what I mean when I say yeah. good action. Yes. I mean that when I get to the ending of, like, 90% of Marvel movies, I just, I'm like, oh, time to get bored. It's going to be a part where, like, incomprehensible action's happening. Like, for me, the worst, the worst case was the endings of both Hulk movies. Where it's just like Hulk is fighting another big thing in the dark and just like incomprehensible shapes are hitting each other. Well, and, and then even, arbitrarily one of them dies, which is also happens at the end of Wonder Woman. It's just like yeah. like noise that and kinda, colors are happening. It kind of happens with Hulk again with the wolf. There, does they get, do immediately have Hulk fight another thing underwater. Yes. Just like in before. And it's but, very tough to notice. I'm like, what is that? But the Thor versus Hulk scene was fine. That yeah. looked really great. It and was still like, some clear scenes of like 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 you you feel the the impact of like the Hulk punching 
Fenrir in the moment that will send him over the edge of the planet. And yeah, like that. but I meant like when you when it cuts back to him after the Thor music cue and he's punching guys with lightning. Yeah, it cuts back to him and I'm like, what? Where? Wait, where are we right now? And he like pops out of water, punches Fenrir, goes underwater, yeah. and I was like. How but did like we get Thor here? on the bridge is like this like 2D side scroller segment and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And like there's all these different action scenes on the Bifrost that are all like they're all working. And I'm so used to like even in my favorite uh, uh Marvel movies having like just the worst endings of like yeah. the fighting scene. Like like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I thought was a really good movie. And the fucking final fight scene is just like a vague blob tentacle monster getting hit in all directions and like uh, like because they're yeah. fighting a planet. Because they're fighting. Well, they're and fighting I'm just the like, core I of a can't planet. even like. And it just has, a, but it has like a face. Yeah, I I just tune out for a while because I'm like, this is the boring part of the movie. We'll get yeah. back to the movie in a bit after we please the people who apparently like this part of movies, the part that is the entirety of every Transformers movie. Yes, uh, which is what I'm there for, but did, not like. And I at didn't the end. feel that part because even the sort of hard to follow stuff with Thor. I mean, with a uh, Hulk and uh, Fenrir is like. It's minor because it only like happens twenty like, seconds. Yeah, it's like twenty seconds long. I just meant like, like they still in the water. somehow yeah. Hulk is just really hard to f- make. They keep making them with. fight people in water, which, yeah. is, which shouldn't be happening. Also, how shallow is that water? How shallow is that water? It looked like they were standing. Yes. in it. I was like, I thought that was like an ocean. I but thought I, it was too. But I guess it's like a disc that just water falls off. And I'm like, was the- well, I guess there's no boats in Asgard, so you're right. And but like, at the what? same time, and I'm like, what holds what? up? I said I have a lot of questions about how the water works in Asgard. Yeah, like even more of them. Whatever. In any case, also, it's uh, it the action segment wasn't bad. I kind of didn't need. I don't understand how Loki fights. How does, does Loki? He, fight? he does. He like has two daggers, and I'm like, and then he fights he act, people. And did then, he ever actually fight in the movie? Yes. Or did he just almost there, fight? No. He, there's a scene where he's actually like stabbing the undead army, and he takes yeah. his helmet off and punches a guy with his helmet because it has the horns on it. And I was Weird. like, I, why are you even fighting? Don't you have like trickery you can do? Like, can't you? Can't you do, like, funny tricks to confuse people? Like, turn into a bull and run through all of them? Like, yeah. why are you wasting your time shanking people? This is the weirdest thing you could possibly do, Loki. Yeah, Meanwhile, there's like, no weird stuff of, like, transforming into an eight-legged horse or anything He didn't like do that. any magic. Not really. Except for the illusions. Yeah. Except and, for the, like, oh, this does, is a fake He only me. does those to fuck with Thor. Yeah. And which, not, like, actual fighting scenarios which, where he should be using which it. Which is a fun scene, too, which was the, like, the, like when he just, sick brother theme. The I, sick brother one. He, like, just literally chucks <laughs> Loki. It was, uh, it was the get help. Yeah, get help. Yeah, it was the get help like, maneuver. like, oh, it's embarrassing. I hate doing yeah. it. It's like, <laughs> it's four like, guys are just like, get it. help. My brother's hurt. And then he just throws him at people because he's Loki and he's immortal and it's, like, not at all hurt at all. <laughs> That was yeah. That that got us both really bad because yeah. the scenes got so many. It's, it's a, a good lot of physical comedy because he just stands back up and he brushes off. And I, he's like, I hate that scene. It's embarrassing, and he's like, not for me. I don't know if I've laughed as much at physical comedy in a movie before. No, like, it's, there was a lot of moments, and yeah, I'm used to the. I'm I'm used to like verbal jokes getting to me a lot. It's very on point with. Like how... I think of like fun, like what, what with like a. Uh... With like the president's like the Oval Office scene in in more in Rick and Morty where the guy just falls dead and he's like it's like he just dies and like there wasn't even like a light or anything. It's like <laughs> yes, I know it's a horrible thing to see. It's called a deterrent. It's like <laughs> like, like verbal things make me laugh yeah. all the time, but yeah. it's like this movie got a lot of like visual gags in a way that I'm not used to even seeing exist. I think it was because there was better care put into them. I feel like really well shot. Yeah, I think the gags were like they weren't they didn't hang on too long. They didn't feel like they were awkwardly executed it felt like th- these were there for a purpose like they felt like they were part of the movie if that makes sense yeah like they like the scene with the chains it felt like it was 
part of the movie when he's spinning around. And he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. let me spin, let me spin back around. And, and he just, yeah, and he says the thing like, Maybe I'm not doing this. I'm just, it's just moving I, on its I swear own. I'm not moving. Yeah. It's just kind of spinning. Yeah, and like that, that's good because it does feel natural. Oh, hang on a minute. I'll be, I'll be back around in a moment. I feel like we're really connecting. Yeah, and he like, he recaps it to him too. And he says like, okay, so you're going to come bring Ragnarok. You got to destroy the thing with the sword. You'll become as big as a house. He's like, as big as a mountain. It's like, okay, as big as a mountain. He's like, carry on. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's a crown. I thought it was like an eyebrow or... <laughs> a big eyebrow it's yeah like stuff like that uh it when they feel when physical comedy feels like it belongs in the scene as if that it would be unnatural for it to not happen is how you do physical comedy right there's a lot of really smooth actions that happen on screen like how loki just duplicates himself because like you you realize that the version of him walking with thor is now with the illusion and he's actually walked off to betray thor over there and like how how smoothly that happens, and then they don't explain. Then like they expect you just to understand it in the scene without explaining it. Yes, and I good. also yeah, and I like that. Speaking of respecting the audience enough to just understand something, uh, Heimdall's exile is not an established plot point, is it? Nope. Like it's just he was exiled because Loki's in control and he's being a prick. Yeah, uh, and that happens off camera before the movie, as far as I can tell, because I don't yes. think I don't think that happened in the last movie. It's no. been a long time. It didn't happen in uh, the last movie. Because like the last movie ends with everything being A-OK, and then it shows the cutscene of Odin being Loki. Yeah. So then you, you go like, oh, although, no. Although it does bring up another time peri- a, a time issue thing that I'm the, trying to figure out. Like, how long How it... long was he in exile? Because he had dreadlocks. Dreadlocks take a while to grow out. He Maybe. had, like, he had f- no hair before. Well, I mean, he also... The, like, he had a buzz cut, right? Like, he had, no, he had like, Yeah, he was, like, mostly like, bald. close-cropped uh... hair in the previous movies. And then he's got straight up, like... But I don't know if he, like, if when he, when he got exiled, was it... Because he was still on Asgard, so was it an... It's not much of an exile if you're just, like, get out of the city! Like, because the well, city it, is no, just... No, the, the exile was that uh, he was going to be arrested, and he fled. Well, yeah, but I'm so saying, so, so he just, like, left the city as if Loki couldn't just have people scout the perimeter? But I think he, like, left. I think he just straight... He's the god of mischief, not the god of following through. <laughs> Follows does, through on mischief. He does give me, he does feel lazy to me a lot of time, Loki. Well, yeah, I mean, he watched a play He is that watching he... a play that's a bad retelling of his own story. It's a bad retelling also... of the second movie. <laughs> like... As if, as if to somehow remind you, yes, there. This is the third one, and then, but they did it in a way that makes you feel like they what just, you they don't remember that, this they scene. Just, they just remember that everyone else forgot Thor: Dark yeah. World happened, so they had to remind everyone that Loki was supposed to be dead in it, so that you can then be like, oh, but he's not dead. Thirty seconds later, <laughs> this is a giant statue of himself. Uh, Please build a giant statue of me with my weird horns. We had way more to talk about this than I thought we did, uh, but, uh, because I enjoyed it. Yeah. So there wasn't much Jeff to... Goldblum, we didn't even talk about him, and no. he's great. He He's they... so fucking funny in this movie. No one wrote anything for his <laughs> That was improv, wasn't no one, it? No one wrote anything for that That was character. just Jeff Goldblum. He showed, like, every line he said, he was just, uh... <laughs> he, like, yeah, the Everything one thing he said was the, funny. The thing that, cr- like, cracked me up the most was when the fucking lady handed him the stick. He's like, yeah. why are you handing me the yeah, melting stick? I, it's not like, a heinous crime came... to interrupt me. Yeah, that's and what came to mind. It's like, why are you giving me... It's like, why are you giving me the liquidifier stick? It's like, she just interrupted me. It's not a capital offense. Like, I thought that was, like, actually Jeff Goldblum. I was like, wait, did Jeff Goldblum just actually reply to this person? And, like, like, I pardon I you from life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I'm stepping in it. Yeah. Yeah, like, almost all of the scenes were, like, someone wrote a line for Jeff Goldblum to say, and then he just carried on. 
and they just kept the cameras rolling. Because, like, when he's melting, he's like, oh, I'm stepping in. It's like, like, he's, Jeff, a God, it's... he's a God of sparkles? <laughs> a little sparkle there. Yeah. He's like, oh, is that he's the great. thing with your hand? Oh, and they escape in his orgy ship. Yeah. <laughs> and a light fireworks and say, like, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Oh. It's my birthday. We had fun. It was We it had was fun. fun. I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't. Even Andrew had fun, and he hates things that aren't cartoon I, women well i wouldn't <laughs> say it's good but i wouldn't say it's bad either i'd say i left the theater going that's basically the highest compliment yeah. he's ever paid anything that's not called mario y yes so that well, me i mean it's the highest that thing i've said about a movie that was not anime related yeah yeah uh i would not watch it again but i don't regret watching it so <laughs> it's okay he's just fractured inside not like i did with fucking wonder woman he split his soul into multiple different horcruxes to keep his, his body alive. That's why he looks like this and why, least, he, why he responds this way to movies. At least I don't have any questions about things like I did Wonder Woman. I don't question where <laughs> things just disappeared to. Like thin yeah, air. Or like the Arkenstone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't have to question like, hey, why are there things in the vault? I don't... The only thing I do question is why do you think it would be acceptable to put another painting over another painting <laughs> that is like, that's why I laughed so hard at that scene. Cause I was like, Odin, how much little thought did you put into this? Like, instead of, he was, she was like, instead he wants of, to erase all of the history. Yeah, instead of no, he didn't. He just wanted to put a nice little picture. Yeah. On top. There's a, there's a dome. There's a cathedral dome <laughs> painting and then another, lo another lower dome with another painting on it to cover like, it up. Cause they didn't, cause they didn't paint over the previous one. They painted over a new ceiling. I was like, what the why would you do that he like specifically it's a, it's a cool reveal but it's bizarre and also like Car when it, when, he, when she's doing that i'm like carl urban why aren't you like running yeah she's just, she's like i know she's crazy but he just stood there i'm like like it just dodged it a little bit i'm like oh that was lucky i don't yeah. know why didn't you fucking step out of that circle also i'm so confused why in that painting she was holding the fucking hammer what do you need that hammer for girl you literally summoned knives for the for all eternity like what so in the comics, she just throws the fucking hammer and then just goes like knife, 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 so, knife, so knife, this, knife, knife. Did this happen in the comics where Thor loses his hammer and does it just does it just never come back? Is he just without hammer now? I think there is. Yeah, he does lose his hammer. Um, I think he just does he like earn it again? Like it reforges somehow because he's so god or something? <laughs> it's tough to rem no. It's tough to remember. I think it. I think he just goes without it for a while and then when they redo the universe, they just kind of like and Thor has. Does his he make a again. deal with the devil to save Aunt May and that? leads conveniently to an alternate history where his hammer's back no he doesn't <laughs> i mean the hammer isn't really that great besides being heavy is really its only key point um they milk it for all the mileage they can at the beginning of the movie because it's going to be gone and shortly <laughs> after in the there. dragon's mouth and it falls to the ground that was great you you stay yeah. he's like these he's like this fucking dragon's a problem so he just drops it in his mouth so that he can't do anything he for can't a while. move that was great yeah was but a... uh yeah i, I mean I had fun. I liked fine. it. Yeah. I had a good time. Go see Thor Ragnarok. It was funnier than they usually are. Um, it was. It's gonna be better than Justice League or Black Panther. That's for sure. Probably not better than Star Wars because Star Wars is always it's better. probably gonna be better than Infinity War. <laughs> no, I think Infinity War will be great. You think so? I think they're just gonna like hire four random indie directors and tell them just. Like, work together and lock them in a cage. And then just, like, that's been the result. I feel like Infinity War is so likely to be a mess. Nah. But we'll see. It's just gonna be... It, I, it literally will just be, like, the director from Guardians of the Galaxy, from Thor Ragnarok, from, <laughs> like, the original Avengers, and then 
someone else, some other dude, they're just going to find on the street and then just be like, and fight, fight, fight. And then just duke it out with director abilities. That will be what we get. The Infinity War of directors. I don't know how you think movie making works. Uh, it's a lot of people holding like lenses to their eyes and going like, yes, I did it. It's just kaleidoscope boxing. Every time I see pictures of directors on set, it's always holding kaleidoscopes to their face. And they're like, <laughs> they're it not looks kaleidoscopes. Good. I don't know what it is. <laughs> see you guys next time. Bye. I can't decode his brain and we're just going to move on. Bye. <laughs>